And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions season finale. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ken Brown. All right. Well, we put it in, Mike. We put in 17, probably more than that with preseason, but we put in a, a good deal of work this year and finally come out with a winning Lions season. Who would have predicted? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, I do that Monday countdown column for the Detroit, uh, Detroit, New, Detroit Lions. And I went back. The last thing I do is it's the eighth item every year. Well, every week it's eight items. And the, the Monday of the first regular season game, I make my predictions. And my predictions were number one and were in the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers to win the division. In second place with a nine and eight record, the Detroit Lions. Think about that. Really? Is, is, is that I, I? You you can look it up too. I'm not making it up. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I know in this podcast, though, I believe you wanted you had eight or nine. I had eight. I had eight. Yeah, I I, I had. I, in fact, I think I mentioned because this comes out. At, you know, we do this a day. You know, you know, a day after I've already sent in my picks and all that stuff, so I can appear on Monday. And I think I might have waffled a little and said maybe I'll, I'll go with eight instead of nine. But in print, nine and eight Detroit right. Lions. Well, before we start with, patting uh, ourselves on the back, if they were one and six at this point, we wouldn't be talking about this right now, what we predicted, would we? No, at but that I point in the remember, season. No, I remember that. But I also remember we were talking then that they weren't playing bad football. They were getting bad results. And I think there's a difference. Well, they weren't playing great football. Right, either, I was about but, to say, they weren't playing great football defensively. I, I thought no, they were worse. All defensively than I even thought they would be coming into this year. And to be fair, the reason why they're not in the playoffs now is defensively. Well, yeah. defensively early in the season and, 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 and one mammoth breakdown against the uh, Carolina Panthers. But I think their defense is, I think it's been, I think it's been representative the last five, six, seven weeks. Yeah, I'm looking at the total, totality of the season. I'm oh, saying totally, yeah. defensively total, is the yeah. reason why they're not in the playoffs now. And with, look, they knew going in, they, they put most of their resources in the offense and they've drafted defense. So they knew they were going to have a young defense. We got a young team, period, but they were going to have a young defense that needed to get better. I'm going to tell you a big injury that hurt this defense this year, too, and we're going to talk about this a little later also. I think the Levi Onzerike injury set this team back a ways, too, because I think that one of the pieces they're missing now is what they thought he could be. You mean a t- tough, nasty guy in the middle there? Yeah, and tackle to go along yeah. with McNeil, and they never did replace that guy. Isaiah Bucks played well. I'm not going to take anything from him, but I just thought explosive-type player is what they thought they were getting with Levi Zarike. Yeah, I think Isaiah Bugs and also um, uh, John Kaminsky, yeah. those two guys were really valuable players for the Detroit Lions. You know, Kenny, look, I'm as guilty of this as any, anybody else. I look at the flash like everybody else. You know, I want to see Aiden Hutchinson and and Steve Houston and those guys. I like to see them climbing over the quarterback and you know really raising heck. But boy, the guys who are the glue of your defense, who do everything right, so other guys can make make plays, they are so valuable and they are so hard to find. And I think the Lions found two this year, both in Bugs and Kaminsky. Now, if they re-sign them, I know Kaminsky. I think was on a one-year prove-it contract. I'm not quite as sure about Isaiah Bugs. But those were really good players for the Detroit Lions this year. Yeah, they're good filler players, but they're also the type of players, Mike, that 
if you're going to improve your defense, you need to improve the talent level at that position. And like I said, he can play on my team, Bugs, and then Kaminsky can play on my team and be a rotation guy. But if you just bringing them back and run with the same squad, I am totally against that. I'm sorry. You have to upgrade. Well, if you can, like I'm saying. Well, you can. You definitely can. It's just that if you're going to choose to do it. With the draft picks you got and the free agent money you got, you can upgrade it. It's just a matter do you feel yeah, that that's it, what it, you have to do. Yeah, but it doesn't always work out either. Who was that guy the Lions draft that he was from? Yeah, drafted and signed as a free agent three or four years ago from, from Green Bay. $9 million. He was going to solidify the middle of the – Oh, yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? Those goes every year, every single yeah. year. Yeah. Look at uh, it, it's it, it's the way it is. So when you've got a good guy, you, you, you want to hang on to him until you're sure you've got somebody maybe younger or somebody better. Yeah, but that guy, if I, I can't remember his name. I, I interviewed him too. Mike, had him, Mike Adams or something Mike, like that. Mike something, and he was the guy in the yeah. cosplay that always had the costumes on. I can't think of what it is. Anyway, he had had a down year in Green Bay, and they didn't really try to re-sign him too. So no, no, that was a different story. I mean, I'm talking about now – you go out and well, set I mean, the market, and and you got money. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's, let's, I don't want to talk about that. Let's let's go back because I don't want to talk about that right now until we get to that point where I want to talk about next year and what they need to do. But I'm just saying um, there's always a game or a series or a play that they look back this season. Now, they had some victories that they got that were close to not getting. The Jets game, the um, – the Chicago Bear first one in Chicago where the guy misses the extra point and you come down and win by a point. So they got luck to get victories. Well, not luck, good fortune, I'll say. And then the the flip side is the Minnesota game where they could have won that game. Um, the Buffalo game where it could have went to overtime if you hold the guys 20. So I think luck and good fortune evened out the whole season. They are what they were, a 9-18. and 18. I think a 9-8 and eight is, I think a 9-8 and eight is a good record. Or what those uh, what uh, what you know Dan Campbell and, and and Brad Holmes what they inherited two years ago I think I think this team this franchise is in so much better shape right now than it was two years ago I mean it's it's really it's really dramatically better and it's dramatically different plus you got a free playoff game out of not having a playoff game because that last game was a playoff game. Absolutely, and you Absolutely. got the you got the best of two worlds. You got a victory out of it. You got to see who's who performs and who doesn't, or who you who you disappointed with and who you are proud of in that game. And you don't have to lose the last game of the year because only the Super Bowl winner is going to win the last game of the year. So you got everything out of it except not going to the playoffs. But that was, I think, they got more out of the last ten games of this season than any other time before because you you really found out who you can depend on, what you need, and where your glaring weaknesses are. Well, I'd say more, you know, they had an 8-2 eight and, two, eight and two record in the last 10, last 10 games. But I wouldn't say they got more out of the, the end of their season than they did those teams in the 90s that made the playoffs, you know what, six times in nine years. I'm not that's, going that's back that far. you got to yeah, stay I'm with me. Saying, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. We're talking about from Patricia up. We, let's start. We start new Lions history of, from Patricia up. We won't even go back to Caldwell. We'll start it from that point on. Well, you see what? He, he's poisoned the Patriots now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> well, no, I, I look, Dan, I, 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 like, uh, people, I like Matt Patricia. I do too. So, like him personally. Yeah. Like him personally. But he, terrible coach. Loved him personally. Terrible coach. And he, well, I don't, you, you keep dragging me down these rabbit holes. I don't want to get into that, but well, I just feel he could have been a great coach. He could have been a good coach here. He just. 
couple of things happened, and he 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 made the wrong choices. Let's just put it like that. Um, he wanted to be Belichick when he should have been Matt Patricia. And I think everything would have worked out for him. Plus, Bob Quinn couldn't draft to save his life, as we'll get to in a little while. Um, finals on the Green Bay game. You know, I hate Aaron Rodgers. I was happy. I couldn't sleep at all Sunday night. I was so happy <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers had that sulky look off his face as he grabs Randall Cobb and they they hug going up to going up to tunnel and oh, I'm not changing jerseys because this might be the last. Good, good, good. Your talk, you ran your mouth all week, lambasting reporters for saying that you were out of it, and you got spanked at home for the third consecutive year in Green Bay, Mister oh, uh, Mister yeah. Fifty Million. Yeah. So yeah, good, absolutely good. Now, and you look and you and you watch him play. There's no doubt that he is not the player he was. Well, no he's thirty nine. I mean, there's okay, only one Tom Brady. If you think that every quarterback when he was thirty eight, he signed for three years and one hundred and fifty mil. So I'm not going to sweet talk it. There's no, no I'm just saying, though, these, people, people the expect him to be the same player. Forgive me. That's like Matt Ryan is um, about the same age, maybe a year younger or maybe a year and a half younger. And you see the decline in him. Who's older? He's older. Matt Ryan's yeah. older? Yeah. He came out of draft he, afterward. 2008. Right, and um, Rodgers came in no. 2005. And he's older? Right. Well, he might. You're saying Matt who's Ryan. older? Matt Ryan is younger. Yeah, but Matt Ryan was like 25 when he came out too, so I think they might be similar in age. They might be real close. Let's but, move on. Yeah, anyway, I just want to say, you see the decline in Matt Ryan when you get to the age. There's only a few Tom Brady's, and Tom Brady's declined too. It's just he still plays at a higher level. But um, Rodgers is not the same player anymore. He's just not. No, and he's not. He's not going to be. Not. And this is the time. This These are the years. Now I got to go back beyond before Matt uh, Patricia. These are the times where the Lions have to take advantage of changing of the guard. There was one other time the Lions were supposed to do it, and they let Denny Green and the Vikings, and this is during the 90s. Fonts was going to control that division after 91, 92, I think 91. And they let the Vikings surpass them, and then Green Bay surpasses them. And you just got to, you got to take, when it's time, your time to take the division over, this is your time. And I think starting next year, the goal should be division title. That's oh, I it. I agree with you. That's it. I agree with you. And you know what? And there'll be a look, and there'll be a there'll be a there'll be a mark on the Detroit Lions. They are a marked team because they have beaten teams. They were five and one in the NFC North, so people will be gunning for them next year. They're not going to sneak up on anybody because they've beaten everybody. No. Matter of fact, well, you got that out. They were five and four at home, winning home record for the first time in a couple right. of years. They were four and four away. If you go four and four away. You're, you, that's half the battle because you go 4-4 four four away, you, you're supposed to be able to win five or six home games. So 4-4 four four away, they were 5-1 and one in division, perfect. And 5-1 and one in division with a play from being 6-0. and oh. You really controlled the division this year if you got that Minnesota game. And they were 7-5 right. and five in conference, which is another one of the indicators for me, which means that you're playing against the guys in the conference. And the only conference game that hurts you, I don't even think the Eagles game hurt them. But the conference game that hurt them was the Seattle game because that cost them the playoffs. Well, that cost them the playoffs. 48 to 45. If you lose you score 45 points, yeah. you're supposed to win. And if you lose any other game and win that one and you're still 9-8, and eight, you're in the playoffs now because of the tiebreaker you would have had it with Seattle. Right. So that was a game you look back on. But that was early in the year. Like I said, Mike, I was, I just, this was a year to me to get ready to compete. 
and they they exceeded that to competing toward the end. So I think Dan Campbell's ahead. And the best part about it is we don't have to go to next year talking about is Dan Campbell going to be fired? Is Dan Campbell on the hot seat? Is Dan Campbell this? Is Dan Campbell got a mustache? Is Dan Campbell got two feet? You know, you don't have to ask any more Dan Campbell questions. Now you're just worrying about building, keeping your staff together, hopefully, and and going forward. Those are things that you're looking forward to now. And adding talent. You're the third youngest team in the league, and you're one of the best teams in the league coming up. And I saw the ratings today. A lot of the ratings had the Lions in the top ten of teams. Did you see a, a couple I've of the uh, people that yeah, yeah, a top they were the only team in that that group that didn't make the playoffs? Right. No, that's uh, that's uh, you know what I'm, I'm I'm sort of surprised, but not really. I'm really not surprised because you know this has been building now for ten weeks. I mean, people have watched this steady climb and this steady climb and this steady climb, and then look, the Detroit Lions are now what they are. They're they're a good football team that's going to have to be reckoned with. Right. Uh, question number two to be answered. Uh, <laughs> um, Jared, oh, Jared, is Jared go. Goff your quarterback going forward? Yes. Yes. I'll answer. Not, if, I'm going to do like the box you used to get when you ask the girl to go with you, yes, no, or maybe. I'm going to ask you this box. Quarterback going forward for sure, probably, and I don't know. For sure, absolutely. For sure. No, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Is it just for next year or is he your quarterback going forward? Quarterback going forward, yeah, for sure. I absolutely yeah, okay. yes. All right. So that's another question answered. Your head coach question has been answered. Your quarterback question has been answered. Those were two of the biggest questions coming into the season. Okay. So they've been answered. So yes. Yes. Another accomplishment from this year. I'm just giving all the accomplishments that well, they made. This year. And just one other thing too about, about him when they were when they were making their run there in the last nine games, he had 15 touchdown passes and no interceptions, none. Yeah. Oh no, he played fantastic. But like I said, I I will get back to that. Another thing, you laughed at me when I keep telling you, and this is going in the Lions for coming up in this. You got to get a backup quarterback that can win your games. You laughed at me when I said it was the sixth best thing. I just want you to do this: call people down in Nashville, Tennessee, now and ask them how they like it when you don't have a backup when your quarterback goes down. They were seven and three at one time and lost the la- the lost lost out. All right. Okay. I don't disagree with you. I just don't show your obsession with it. Well, to me, that should be priority number two for the Lions this offseason, the backup quarterback. Priority number two. Well, defense is priority number one, and then priority number two is a backup quarterback. Okay. I'm willing to say okay. Let's move along. Yeah, and it could be a young guy (laughs) that you want to bring along. I'm fine with that. But you got to have somebody in case golf has to miss a week or two or, you know, something happens and you can need them for two or three weeks just to be ready because, like I said, next year, there's no excuses. There's no excuse. Even if the quarterback is hurt, there's no excuse. You got you got to move on. Okay. So let's do that. Unless you want to bring in a high price backup, and I, I don't believe in that. I believe in getting a young groom guy. Okay. So I don't know where, where do you stand on backup quarterback. I, 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 would, I would love to argue with you, but I just don't have the heart to do it. Yeah. Are you more of a get a no. veteran guy or are you more of a bring a young guy? No, mine is, no. I, I think I've said this before, Kenny. It, it, my, the ultimate to me in, in getting a backup quarterback is to get obviously somebody with talent, you know, good, smart guy, but who's different physically from the guy you have. In other words, if you have, in the in Detroit's case, of course, you know Jared Goff, who's basically a pocket passer. He's not a scrambler. He's not a runner. He, you know, he he, he moves around in the pocket pretty well when things are breaking down, so he can find passing lanes and things like that. But he's not a runner. 
as a, with a with a backup quarterback, especially a young backup quarterback, I'd like somebody who's a little bit more mobile who can come in and, and change tempo for you if he has to. Right. I agree. I agree. So we'll get that covered. Um, item number three. Okay, before we go, you got any last things to say about the Green Bay game? Any thoughts or whatever? No, it was just, you know, one, it was a great experience for those players. And, and uh, I asked uh, Amon Ross St. Brown yesterday on closeout day here at, at, at uh, Allen Park in the headquarters facility in the locker room. He was, you know, like six or eight of us talking to him, interviewing him. And I just asked him, what was it like to walk off that field at Lambeau Sunday night? And he just smiled. Really? That's all he had to do. Yeah. He just <laughs> smiled. And he smiled. He let it. Just let it flow out, you know. It was cool. Right. That's that's one sharp, sharp young man too. It really is. Is he eligible for a uh, contract extension yet, or you have to do nope. three years? Nope. Three years. Because we'll talk about that too. It's a couple of things the Lions have to do money wise. Why they're going to have a bunch of money this year? Well, not a bunch. They're going to have a bunch, and there's a couple of decisions to be made. But um, well, getting some of these young of guys under contract is one too. And the, this is where the Hawkinson trade comes back to help you now. Everybody. And we'll talk about that too. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. It's amazing that they traded Hawkinson when they were one and six. The tight end position to me got better as a whole. And now you don't have to pay somebody 15 mil next year, a year to resign. And you can use that money for other things you need it for. And you're still getting production out of your tight ends. That was well, a, a three, great deal. I think, I think the three guys they use combined are making like 1.5 million right. total. Right. Something like that. 1.6. And they're all and young TJ, guys. Look and look at Hawkinson had a good year. He had, what, eight, no, eight, eight no problem. Catches, good year, but six touchdowns. Good year, but it was just the timing ended up being wrong because when he's at his best, you were just coming up, and you your priorities shifted from the when you were when he was drafted. When he was drafted, to me, he was drafted to be like a number two receiver on the team, and I don't think Campbell's offense or Ben Johnson's offense, the tight end is not going to be the number two receiver. It's just not going to be. Well, it depends. Depends on how he plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about the way they want their they got they they want that that inline blocker. They want that guy that right. you know folds out the short area guy. They don't want a deep down the field tight end. It doesn't look like it. I don't for see example, many routes yeah, down I, the field. I look at the play time for the for the Green Bay game. I think this is right, but Brock Wright, who's their lead tight end, had I think he played two thirds, a little more than two thirds of the snaps, and didn't get a didn't get a. I don't think he had a single pass thrown his way. A good job of blocking. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. his primary yeah. primary function. I remember James Mitchell caught a ball. I remember that. Right. Him, so I remember right. him going out. Now, before we go on, he the, also got a holding penalty. Yeah, he did. But so did Nelson on the James Williams touchdown. Okay, so let's move along. Yeah, but we'll get to that anyway. I'm, I'm not here. I'm here to not. I'm here. My reason of being here primarily is to not let you dwell on one subject today. I see. Jared <laughs> Goff. I want to say this last thing about him. Yeah. Was that the best Lions season? As a quarterback, and I say it was. And I'm going to give you stats in a minute. And I, I'm comparing that to Matt Stafford's 2011 season. 2011 when he threw 5,030 yards and 41 touchdowns. I got the whole thing right here. I'm going to go over it with you a minute. But okay. just off the – before I give you the stats, who do you think had the better year? Matthew Stafford. Okay, I'm going to disagree, but I'm, it's a, it's a, it can be descri- – you can describe it any way you want or you can judge it any way you want, but I'm just going to give it to you. This was Matt Stafford's year. He was 63% thrower. Golf this year, 65% thrower. Matt Stafford that year, 5,038 yards. Golf yep. had 4438. 
17 games. 17 games, yeah, yeah, 17 games. Okay. Matt Stafford had uh, 41 touchdowns. Jerry Goff had 29. Yep. But Matt Stafford only had – Matt Stafford had 16 interceptions, which is like a 2-to-1, yep. 3-to-1 almost, almost a 3-to-1. Okay. Yeah. Jared Goff has seven, which is a four to one, twenty nine seven touchdowns interceptions. So he's four to one touchdowns yeah. interceptions. Um, his rating, uh, Matt Stafford was ninety seven point two. Jared Goff was ninety nine point two, and his QBR was sixty point five for Matt Stafford. Jared Goff was sixty one point two. Jared Goff was sacked twenty three times. Matt Stafford thirty six times. So the numbers are, you can look at them any way you want, but I just said. I think golf had the greatest season of a Lions quarterback. Yeah, you, you missed one big stat. What's that? 10-6 and in the playoffs versus 9-8. and eight. Why okay. are you hiding behind that? Okay. I, the, the Why play, are you hiding Because that? we're just talking numbers of uh, – <laughs> numbers of <laughs> – Let's move along. No, I, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's good for the schedule. Both seasons were great. I'm just saying which one you think was better. It's okay. i tell you this, though. This team, to me, was overall better than that team. I'm thinking. Um, better running game on this team. By far. Better yeah, offensive line. On better offensive team. line on this team. And the defense was a little better on that team. Oh, but, yeah. But they didn't play that well. Like, Nick Fairley no. was a rookie. He didn't play that great. He played okay as a rookie. No, but uh, Indomitian and Sue did. You had Sue when he yeah. wasn't suspended. And you had uh, – but their back, their defensive backfield wasn't that great. So, no. yeah. But anyway, it was just something to look at. But put it like this. If it wasn't the best season, it was the second best season there. Golf. Well, behind the other 11 that Stafford had here in Detroit. <laughs> I, I disagree with you, though. I disagree with you. I think that his season this year ranks, if you want to put those two as one, two, that's it. I think those were the two best Lions seasons at quarterback. Well, in a while, yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. Well, they didn't throw as much back then, so everything before that, you know, like, you know, in that no, era. not really. Yeah, so they, numbers-wise, these are the best, too. But, hey, it's a good, good thing to have. Now, there's going to be some decisions made, Michael. Yes, yes, and, Kenneth. And a couple of things that happened this year, I want to know, are we going to overreact to it? Are we going to react to it? Or are we just going to pretend like it didn't happen? The Number one, the downgrade in play of Jeff Okuda has me worried. Now, I'm thinking three things. Either this is his first year playing full-time, he's back from the Achilles, maybe he got worn down by the 16 games, he missed the last one, of the 16 games, and maybe after another off season, his play picks up, or well, he, Jeff Okuda's not that good. He's just an average player now, and what you see out of him is what you're going to get. Or number three, that maybe he doesn't fit in this defense. Which one is it? I I think he had a pretty good eleven or twelve games, something like that. He did not play the last game against Green Bay because he had an elbow injury in practice the day on Friday and he was he was on the injury report and was out for that game. He wasn't benched, he didn't play because of injury. I don't think that's been widely known by Nobody people, said that. that. Everybody knew yeah. he was hurt. I'm just saying he didn't okay. play last game. I'm just saying. All right, that. Don't, yeah, don't, right. Get all, don't, get all, don't get excited. I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> unexcitable about this. 
But I think he's, I think he showed some good things. I'd like to see more. I really would. Definitely not picking his option up, though, because he has the option he has to pick up at the end of this year for the fifth year. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they pick it up. All right, so he's going to have to play for his supper next year. Okay. All right. And if he plays well, the Lions can sign him just like anybody else. Right. And like I said, I guarantee you, out of their first four picks in the first two rounds, one of them is a corner. I can guarantee that. Even if they trade down, one of their first four picks will be a cornerback. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I think that's an area where they could use use another defensive back, either a safety or a cornerback. Corner more than safety to me, even if he's the well, third corner. Be. That could be. Because are you bringing Will Harris back? Yeah, I'd bring Will back because he's a combination cornerback and, and safety. He does both. And he's got experience now. I thought he played better this year. Right. You know, he might not be my starter, but he might be my, you know, the – the third guy at one of those positions, the third, you know, the third, uh, third cornerback, the third safety, the second, uh, second slot cornerback, something like that. All right. Well, I'm moving on from him. Well, they're hard to, look, they're hard to get. He's yeah, I know, but I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Seen enough. Moving on. I'm trying to improve the team. Moving on. Um, Big V is going to be up. I, and I hope they do in a contract renegotiation with him more than cut him. Because his number's huge. They got by without him, and you can draft a guard in the fourth round, a third round, and put him right in like Jonah Jackson a few years ago and start him and pay one-eighth of the price and use that money somewhere else. It's a good dude, but it's, he got paid a lot because he was, he was given that big contract by Quinn to be a tackle. He came in, he played guard. Um, hope they renegotiated where he stays because I like him personally. I think he's a good player. But if he has to go, if you got to keep that contract with him, then – He's on my cut list. Well, we'll see. You know, that's a, I, I don't look at the money as much as you do. I think if, if, if it's a good player, then find a way to keep him and I'll let the people, you know. the Well, you got to start looking at the money, Mike. Got to start looking at the money because you, you got to pay guys now. Cent. You only get so much. I mean, I'd love to pay everybody, but there's got to, for every big money guy you bring in, there's a money guy got to go. And then you got about five young players in the next couple of years. You got you to gotta re-up. There are so many ways, Kenny, to manipulate the contracts. I know, but you can manipulate all you want, but money is money, and eventually you're going to have to pay it or not. So that's one to look at. Number two, DJ Chalk, free agent, made $10 million this year. Do you bring him back? Yeah, I would. I would. I'd, you know, that, that, well, for a, a price? price. Or, right, for a price? Not at, well, not at all. Not at any price, but at a reasonable price. I think he liked it here. I think he had, uh, when he was when he was – when he was in the game, he wasn't hurt. I think he played well. He made some key catches for him. Yeah, I'd bring him back. I'm on the fence with that. I like him. I think he would be good here. But I got to get Jamo Williamson 40 plays a game at least next year. And if, I, if, if he's in the way of that, then I got to let him go. Now, if you can make it work with the three of them, plus Reynolds and Khalif Raymond and all those getting a run, fine. But – it's not enough ball. It's not enough plays right now for all of them. Well, we'll see about that. I don't honestly. I don't agree with what you're saying, but I understand it. What part don't you agree I, with? I look. How do you know they can't? How do you know he can't get forty plays? Well, he's that? got forty plays are going to come at the expense of somebody. Well, how do you know it's going to come at the expense of Chark? Well, I'm saying I'm 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 donating you Chark for the expense. But I'm saying if not Chark, who's the, who? Who are they going to come at the expense of? 
It could be a combination of people. It could be, you know, it could be, uh, you know, the one back, you know, with four wide receivers. It could be five receivers. It could be a lot of different ways to get playing time. It really could. Yeah, that's true. But there's only two players that, two receivers that get, well, when they're healthy, get the majority of the snaps every game. And that's Amon St. Brown and Chuck. And Chuck. And I think that um, Reynolds gets a few, he gets 20, 30 sprinkled in. And Khalif gets, you know, 15, 20. And some somewhere in there you got it. It's a log jam. Am I missing any other receiver? I think that's it, right? I'm not missing anybody else. Yeah, I mean Quintana Cephas. No, I mean, he, he, he won't even be on the squad next year. He, he won't even hurt, be on the been, squad. Yeah, he's been hurt three straight. When he years, didn't come yeah. off after that, the injury uh, timeline thing for the last couple games, I, that was you. might you wrote his time. He's he's out, and I, I can't right. blame him. They, they you can't depend on him. He's hurt every year. Right, you know, but you got to be healthy. That's another thing too. Well, Some of these guys, look, you got to be healthy. It's not just that they are better and more productive players. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I thought he had a chance, especially when they didn't have receivers that one year, and he made the catch. And I said, this is a chance to show for the next eight games, whatever, to who he is. And he breaks his uh, collarbone or whatever, and he misses the season. Sometimes that's the chance you get, like Tommy Kramer. Tommy Kramer could have submitted himself a guard this year because he was an upcoming player, played a couple games last year. He would have mm-hmm. took over the big V. And what happens? He gets hurt the same game, misses the whole year. Now, if they want to move on, they're not going to say, well, we got Tommy Kramer. They're going to – these are just opportunities sometimes that, you know, guys either get or don't get. So – Nobody even talked about him in the end of the year. I remember in the middle of the season we asked, is Tommy Kramer coming back? And he said, oh, it'll be soon. And they just forgot about him after that. Well, I don't think they forgot about him. They just, he just was never ready to play. Yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about people never asked anymore at the, at the sessions. It was just like, okay. Now. <laughs> that, that was another one of your obsessions. Okay. Yeah, he was. He was one. Because I, I thought he was an ascending player. I really thought he played good that year before, and he played good he in played training three. camp. He played three games. Yeah, I thought he played good, and he played good in training okay. camp this year. And like I said, if he'll be a backup next year, he's on the squad, he'll be a backup or something, that's fine. But I just thought, you know, sometimes, Mike, you get that opportunity to start and don't give it up. That would have right. been his opportunity. Like Evan Brown. I tell you what, Evan Brown won't be back next year. Why is that? He's going to get a starting job as a center. You will see. Well, we'll you know, see. you're not going to franchise him. No. Somebody, we'll somebody is going to give him a starting job. That kid is a good player, plays guard and center. I don't think you're going to be able to keep him. Well, somebody's going to be your right guard, and if they like him, he might be their right guard. Could be, but I think he's a better center. I think center's his position. I really think he's a good player, and he showed it last year when Ragnar was out. And you got to consider this, too. We had Frank Ragnar yesterday. Frank, he said he's considering his options. He's going to meet the specialist, but he's probably going to have surgery again. You got to have a backup ready to go next year. That's two years in a row he's hurt that same foot. So you oh, got to yeah, be prepared. He hold it. Whether he was injured or not, there's always backups. No, but, I mean, you got to have a backup ready to play, ready to step in, ready to go. Evan Brown is that guy, but like I said, he won't be here. So you got to have a guy like Evan Brown ready to step in if Frank Ragnar misses some time next year. So put that on your list. Let's move along. And I guarantee it won't be. Yeah, boy, you don't give any any uh, any quarters on these guys, right? So I just give it out my list and let me do it by myself. Yeah, I guess you don't want to give any. You don't want to give any any tip on any of these players. You just want to okay, whatever. I, I'll no. do it myself. You just sit there and listen. Then that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I'll take the heat <laughs> if I'm wrong. 
I don't care. <laughs> I know you got to go you, see these guys, but don't worry about it. You don't want to give any comment on it. That's fine. Kenny, you've already cut half the roster. I've, got, I've talked three <laughs> players. Three players. <laughs> <laughs> Three players and 20 of their friends. Evan Brown's not a cut. He's getting a promotion. No, he's, he's getting a promotion. DJ Chalk's not a cut. It's just that he's going to want good money, and I just think James Williams – the play that got called back, Mike, I don't know if you watched that play in Green Bay where right. he caught the touchdown. The right. way he accelerated away from those guys after he caught the ball, that's Absolutely. rare speed, man. You got to get that on the field. Did you, well, did you hear? Did you hear what? Uh, did you follow what uh, Jared Goff said about him yesterday? No, what he said. He said he said we've gotten the ball to him three times and he scored. <laughs> he had three big plays. Yeah, he two said, of them were two of them were touchdowns. One of them was called back. Yeah, and like I said, he'll. Um, he's going right after that. He, right after that, he dropped. The he pass. dropped the pass too. But like I said, yeah. he's so so rare. He got the ball. Did somebody get? Uh, I think he had seven targets going into the game and maybe. Nah. 15 for the year or whatever, less nine. than fifth, nine for the year. I mean, you know, like I said, anything you got out of him this year, and they knew that when they drafted him. This is another thing, too. I'm glad you brought that up. This proves my Lions' point again that they're building something instead of trying to put Band-Aids on stuff and go. They had an opportunity to draft, to draft a player that would have played for them this year. And, Mike, another player might have been able to get them that one victory to get in the playoffs and would have been helpful. But in the long run, taking Jameson Williams would be better than taking, say, uh, what's the big tackle from um, Georgia? From Georgia. That, yeah, taking that guy or taking another player that would have played for you this year maybe helped you out a little bit. They looked they looked at it at the long run, and I think that's why it was so satisfying that they still won nine games looking at the big absolutely. picture. Sure, absolutely. You know, it's not, it's not like he had a hidden injury. They knew what they were getting into right, they knew it. when they drafted him. And they this knew was, it. Right. Hey. Look, he's he he got a taste of the National Football League. We'll see. It's up to him. We'll we'll see what he does in twenty twenty three. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, and he, he more than a taste, Mike. He actually got some good plays in, which is good. You know, he scored a touchdown, which is good for his ego. He made some big of uh, uh, end around run. He he got he got his feet wet, and I, I just like that. Next That's year, he, yeah, he got he had some good plays. Got some good plays. Got, now, these are the. Michael Brockers, we can just—he's not going to be there. It, we know that. Probably not. Not probably. probably not. That. He's not going to be there. Um, these are the questions I got. Where does Romeo Aquara fit in on this team? You know, he was—he's the second he, highest paid player next year, as of right now. Yeah. Where does he fit in? Uh, I don't think he doesn't fit in, but I just think it'll be a—you uh, know, maybe maybe finances are, are uh, an issue there. You know, both he and his brother, well, he came back from injury. His brother, Julian, got injured, finished the season, uh, was out. Um, look, the little bit that, that Romeo played, you know, what, he had a one game where he had two sacks. He really has some ability to That was pretty much it, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But that was I pretty know. much it, that one game. And it looks like the defense, I don't know if it's a different defense than when he last played, but it just I just don't see the fit in it anymore. I'm, I'm, I don't. You got your, your big ends now, Hutchinson and Pascal. You got James Houston, who's going to be the pass rush guy. You got his brother, who does a little outside pass rush from the other side. I just don't see the fit for him anymore. Well, he's been, you know, look, this is what he barely played for two years now. That's 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 part of it. Too. I know. He was, he was injured, what, in week four or week five of, right. of the 2021 20, season? Right. 
and came back, I think, for the last five games or six games, whatever it was this year, and really didn't get a tremendous amount of playing time. I think that's something that uh, that the Lions are going to have to consider and something that Romeo is probably going to have to end up considering, too, on how it fits for him. Yeah, I, I just that's something to look at and see what they think of him and, you know, what they're going to do with him. Because, and plus, between him and Charles Harris, you don't cut guys like that. You can always move guys like that and get something for them. Pass rushers in this league are valued, you know, no matter where they That's are. That's another so. one. Charles Harris, who got a, what, a two-year, a decent contract. Decent Not contract, great. didn't do a thing, didn't do a drop. Well, he got, he got hurt and he had got one, hurt. one sack. Yeah. He had that one in the Philadelphia game, I think, where uh, was a Washington where he got he stripped Wentz. I believe it was yeah. Washington. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. That, was the, that was the highlight of his career this of last year. Um but that's another one that's I think the team has moved on from just that position. If you notice, they were getting ran on furiously while he was in there too because he's so he's small. He's you know he doesn't hold up on the run. He's a good pass. Well, that's where yeah, that's where guys like Kaminsky and and and, right. and Bugs are, they are really valuable players for Pascal Rudd. All those guys come in to run stoppers. So those are guys you're going to look at next year and wonder where they fit if they fit. So. That is that. I, yeah, I don't think you're going to have to wait till next year. I think that the, I think the Lions know exactly where they fit. Just a question if they want them if they want them back. It's not. There's no surprises with them. They know they've seen them play. They played for them. They played in their system, and we'll see where they fit. Mm-hmm. See, uh, I mean, I shouldn't see where they fit. See if, if they, they fit. fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You expect a normal turnover of thirty percent of the team, like they always yeah, usually. Usually something like that. Well, it'll be a little less this year. Is, you think? Yeah. That that that's what that's I think the 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 line that uh, that applies to free agency thirty percent resign with their team thirty percent sign with another team and another thirty percent never play again so it's I don't know if that's necessarily holds year after year after year but it's usually a pretty good indicator right oh I know one thing well we'll talk about that in a second where they better get some upgrade. Um, Thanks to the generosity of the Rams, the Lions have pick six. Right. And they have their own pick at 18. I know we're not getting in the draft talk this early, but seeing that you got the sixth pick, and there's usually in the top six pick, there's usually two quarterbacks taken by other teams before you get the six. So you Unlike last year when there were none. Yeah, last year there wasn't any, but there wasn't yeah, expected to be any. This yeah. year there's projected first rounders. There's at least three that are projected that high, and two of them usually will go in the top six. For sure yeah. one of them's going. You know Bryce Young's going somewhere in that top six. Right. And I think Stroud is and possibly Will Levis from Kentucky. So of those three, okay. just say two of them to be safe. So you're going to have the you're going to have access to the fourth best position player. You know when they're when your okay. pick comes. What position do you think is the most needed position of this team right now? And I'm gonna give you my lines for this for that defense. I want an interior defensive lineman. That'd be my first choice. Now I'm not don't know if there's going to be one there, but if you're asking me what I would if I could get what I want, it would be an interior defensive lineman. I will agree with that to a point. If there's an interior defensive lineman worthy of a top 10 pick, yes. But after, like, the first two guys, that's the way it is right now, I'm sure. I don't even know if I'm sure. Probably those are going to be the only two worthy of a top 10 pick. Then there's a bunch of guys after 
that are good tackles. If you can't get one of those guys, and I'm talking about Jalen Carter from Georgia and yeah. Brian Brise, who's got some medical stuff that I'm not comfortable taking him in the top six anyway. I don't, I don't like guys that had ACLs and a guy that got, you know, he's had some medical problems. So that's something you got to look at. If the tackle's not there for six, I have no problem moving out of that pick, Mike. Well, I would rather come away with a quality player than add more picks. I know there's a, you know, there's a, some people have a love affair with just stacking up with picks. And I don't think that necessarily gets you anywhere. I'd rather have quality players than, than, than a higher volume of picks. But I think that's something certainly to consider. But I, the further you drop down, the more, the more risk. The less, the more risk. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But if you say if this, say you, if you, once you do your evaluations, there's five blue chip players, twenty red chip players, and you don't want any of the five blue chips, or you didn't get a chance to get the five blue chips, and you got a bunch of twenty red chips, I would move. I would be comfortable moving anywhere in that twenty spot area, and just getting the same type of player. I'm not talking about moving out of that, but I'm just saying. You know, moving a couple spots, to, and you're going to get the same player. You're well, going to get three big, spots there's up. A big, there's a big difference. But you, you say you move into the 20s? No, no. I said just say there's 20 red chip players and there's yeah. six blue chips. You don't have access yeah. to the blue chips. But, like, if you're picking six and um, Carolina wants to move up from nine to get their quarterback, the third one, I don't have a problem yeah. moving down to nine. Well... Let's put it this way: I'm about a half of a day into starting looking right. at the draft. I've been looking so, at it. I've been looking at it since the Rams started losing. And thank you, Baker Mayfield, for one thing keeping us out of the playoffs, and number two, getting lucky on that um, Las Vegas Raiders game where you luckily threw the one at the end of the game. We probably had a second pick now if it wasn't for Baker Mayfield. Well, I guess he always wanted to beat the Lions. <laughs> you know what? He he's one of the guys I'm I was looking at for backup next year too. So maybe I shouldn't talk about him. He might be here. No, I don't think I would. I, I you know what? I thought he would play better than he did. He really didn't. No, but we're talking about a backup next year. You know, that, yeah. that's the type of guy that you could put on a team, and he knows how to get you in and out the huddle, and he can um, every nine and then well, throw a good I pass. Was, I thought he was. Wait a minute! I thought the backup is the sixth most important player on the team. He is. And now you're just. Just but he's won no. games. I'm talking about and your we'll backup. Your backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I don't care who it is. <laughs> oh, right. You're right. You're right. You call me more words. You're right. <laughs> Screw Baker Mayfield. You're right. You call, you call me more words. Oh, I was getting weak for a no. second. I'm glad you brought me back to reality. <laughs> However, you know, I could I could see where for Baker Mayfield would be a fit for somebody because he's played, he's he's played, he's won games, he's won a playoff game. And I'll tell you one thing, you put him on the field, you will get everything he's got. That's And I like that. I, yeah. I admire that in him, no matter what. No matter what. Right. Well, Mike, uh, we're going to be doing these intermediate, intermediately over the next couple of months. We're not going to well, do them every God, week. I could use a break. Yeah, and uh, we'll <laughs> get into the draft. We'll get into what happens. We'll get into – I do one around Super Bowl week just to see what's going on. Combine right. week, and we'll do those. So it's been a pleasure this year working with you, Mike. Uh, we learned a lot. It's well, a good Lions year. <laughs> when they were one and six, man, I'm telling you right now, these things are getting harder to do every minute, keeping the fan base from uh, revolting because everybody, you know, was, had to have it right then. But 
I think this was a B-plus season for the Lions. Could have been an A if they had gotten the playoffs, but it, it was a B-plus season. I give Dan Campbell a solid B, and I give the organization a solid B, too, for this year. Well, let me just add two, three things really quickly here, okay? I think when Sheila Hamp came out and talked to the, talked to the, fan, talked to the writers, and she was really talking to the fans, and the Lions were one and five. I thought that was a smart thing to do on her part because it kind of cooled the uh, cooled the waters a little bit. And number two, I just think the Detroit Lions have found a, got their quarterback for the near future in Jared Goff, and they've got their quarterback for the extended future in Dan Campbell. And those are three the three things I just mentioned. I think are invaluable to this franchise. I agree. And uh, Ben Johnson is terrible. Don't hire him. Other teams listening. <laughs> yeah, right. He can't. Even, he cannot chew gum and walk at the same time. He uh, he doesn't pay his uh, his dues to the country clubs, so he's a bad guy all around. <laughs> so you don't want that in your city. Well, you know where we want him. We want him right where he is. That's Wish right. Good luck, whatever happens. Plus, and he's a good guy too. Plus, for him, I think another, he. This was his first full year as coordinator, and like yep. I said, you can't turn a job down if it's offered to you. But I think that he can use another year of experience before he gets a head job because, okay, we know he can call an offense, but being a head coach, man, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of sure things is. you got to do. It's not just, okay, I can call an offense, I'm a head coach. That that the, Look at the other guy in the Vegas. Um, what's his name? Vegas is coach from New England. I forgot his no, name. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean. Uh, not Sean, the guy, uh, whatever his name is. He can call a great game, but he's failed in Denver. He's failing yeah. now in Vegas. And just because you're a great offensive coordinator does not mean you're a great head coach. So I think Ben could use another year of experience. He looks like he could right. be a head coach in the future. I'm not denying that. But just take your time. And, and if he takes a crappy job and he gets fired after a year or two, then, you know, he gets to go to the back of the line again. And just, right. you know, if, you're gonna, if you get a good offer to a good team, then okay. But be careful with that, man. You, yeah. Be careful with taking these bad jobs. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. Now. Aaron Glenn has also been um, summoned by Indianapolis. I would love to see Aaron Glenn get a job. I just think I he's going to be a good head coach. I think he'd be a, be a. I think it would be a loss if they if they lose him. Uh, but yes, I, I like I like Aaron Glenn. Now the funny thing about it is, I was talking about Ben Johnson needs a little more experience. He's had one year as coordinator. Aaron Glenn's only had two as a coordinator, so he's young in the game too. Oh, but he's got. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying he's young in the game too. Uh, more experience is only going to make him a better coach anyway, regardless. So when we right. talk about the Lions coaching staff, they got two young coordinators by right. experience, man. With, yeah. And the head coach is right. pretty much young, too, if you think about it. What's Dan, 43 or something? 44? No, he's probably uh, yeah, probably 45, 46, Yeah, something like that. Something so like he's that. a young coach in there, too. But he uh, he commanded this team, man, when it was uh, – when the – when the waves were high during that one and six, he didn't uh, fluster and run around. Never wavered. He never wavered. He did f- fire a coach and got rid of the best player or best offensive player. But, you know, it righted the ship, so you got to look back on it as a plus. Right. And Aubrey Pleasant was on Absolutely. the field Sunday night on the other team as they lost, as Green Bay lost. Yeah. So, good. he's got a job, so everybody's happy. All right, Michael, that's it for the season. Any last word? Nope. It's only that I enjoyed it. I hope the listeners, readers, all that out there enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. There you go. And until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, this is Ken Brown and Michael Hare. We're out of here.